the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. We offer a diversity of perspectives from many fields of medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy, arts, and sciences. Find deeply fulfilling pathways for co-creating yourself, life, and human communities around you. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap, true authentic self, and the most radiant frequency for living life to the fullest. Hello and welcome to another episode of Luminous Possibilities Podcast. I'm Keenan White, and my guest today is Holly Hooker. She is a transformational coach and access bars practitioner and artist. How's it going, Holly? I'm awesome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here with you as well. It's always mm-hmm. a pleasure sitting with you. Um, so how do we get to know you a little bit? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background? You're still in nursing? currently not currently okay but you've spent a good amount of time there about yes how long? until just about two months ago <laughs> okay so till very recently yeah. yeah and you were there for about 10 years or so ten years, yeah yeah so what areas were you working in i start mostly from assisted living uh mental health that we did i did home health is where i ended my career a good stint of my career was uh corrections so i worked with mm-hmm about six years inmates in corrections well yeah yeah interesting space i'm sure oh yeah yeah it's very interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, not the inmates mostly the employees mm, mm, okay <laughs> well it might be interesting to, yeah. to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that um but i want to connect um everybody to what you're doing now which is yeah. more of this transformational coaching space yes. so how do you see the nursing and like where you know we can trace this back to your childhood oh, years yeah, if you can. want. Yeah. So there's yeah, a little golden it? thread, right? Yeah. All your life. Yeah, totally. So how, how, what led you to transformational coaching and some of the art that you do is really um, feeds pretty amazingly into the coaching mm-hmm. and you're, so you're basically um, building little dream catchers. Yeah. They're not really little actually. They're no. pretty big. That the, the, the size of them depends on, what it wants to be for the person. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So what led you into these modalities and then access bars is, well, what is that? Access bars. Yeah. So access consciousness is the company. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was founded by Gary Douglas and Gary Douglas. He, don't quote me on the whole entire story, but basically the story is that he had a, he was asked to give a channeled massage and Hmm. through the channeled massage came through these 32 points in the head that you can touch and it starts to release old patterning. So it's Hmm. like restructuring patterning and through these energy points in the head. Right. And there's this whole, side of it where you're working with agreements yes. that you've potentially made with yourself and other people, yeah. which is really powerful because I've experienced very... a little bit of it a couple times, um, receiving a little bit of a taste of it. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. And that, that is really dependent upon like you can come in and, and have a session with me and the, and the worst you're going to feel is like you had a really good massage for an hour and a half and you know, and you, like there's a, a point where if you're willing to move beyond that, like we can really be in questioning, we can be in conversation, we can we can have that. 
but the idea is really to open up people to receiving because mm. once we start really opening ourselves to receiving more of us and more of ourselves is when things really start shifting in our lives. So like in a bar session with me is really about allowing the client to just receive mm. and be gifted and and have that space with the client. And if they want to have conversation, we are more than welcome to have conversation. Mm -hmm. It's really about, it's client led, <laughs> nice. wherever they're ready to go. Yeah, so your yeah. facilitator holding space, allowing them yeah. to direct, yeah. And, and sometimes it's some, you know, there's really beautiful things that come up when you're running energy through certain points. There's a lot of things that are holding things in place in that mm -hmm. point, that energetic point, and you know, things will come up. Mm. It's so fascinating to, to see so many of these modalities and ways of understanding people's energy fields and yeah. personalities yeah. like human design, um, the gene keys, I mean, yeah. access bars. And a lot of this came from somebody who channeled some of this yeah. information. So it's, uh, it's interesting to, I mean, from my experience, um, seeing how amazing and effective and real some of this stuff is. And then to experience it as well and then mm -hmm. to realize the source you know and so it seems like we're sort of opening to connecting to what's you know on this the other side of the veal so to speak yeah exactly in terms of some of these the, the wisdom yeah that's all around us the wisdom that's willing to be that we are good stewards of the wisdom that's willing to be brought into this creation into this reality mm -hmm. so yeah i agree stewardship yes stewardship that word mm, it's a good word <laughs> yes it is yeah so how do you think everybody's doing with receiving hmm. maybe that's too big of a question but collectively, yeah, collectively i mean if it's about receiving in access bars i mean i don't know how maybe how great i've been at receiving at certain points in my life and i I think in our sociocultural context, it's like we have to go, go, go and yeah. do. And this whole beautiful view that you have and that you bring, I think, to the table is this idea of being and receiving and how that, I mean, receiving and giving are really one and the same. Um, so yes. what comes to mind for you with the idea of being versus doing and the sort of need for this and in, in our you know american culture yeah well I'm global at this point really yeah it's total it's absolutely global and collectively i think we're all kind of tapping into this space of where we, we're recognizing how oh there's so much to that um maybe recognizing not just disconnected, but where where we're choosing to put our energy, and where how it feels like it's always being pushed out. It's a it's that's the feeling I get like being pushed mm. away, pushed away. Like given we're giving, 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 giving. We're not really taught this space of receiving, and at first we see it as separate. You know, I think that to see it one and the same is a is a kind of a journey of like. Mm. And then by giving ourselves permission to do something that brings us joy and receiving more of ourselves, like giving mm. ourselves permission to be with who we be and what we either is sometimes it's as simple as like, Oh, I like the Starbucks coffee. 
and I'm going to give myself permission to have one of those, you know, and, and not finding reasons to, to deny ourselves mm-hmm. that those simple things in life. Um, and figure, you know, when it comes to access bars, sometimes it's the simple things of like giving ourselves permission to have the space to lay down and receive a massage or to go get our nails and done, you know, or to, what is it for guys? <laughs> <laughs> what is it for guys? Well, I mean, working out. I right. Mean, oh yeah. Working talk out. about my receiving now. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it's more, I, I practice yoga pretty frequently. So the receiving is being on the mat and then being with my breath, moving yeah. usually pretty vigorously and yeah. just like getting into the, the strength and the muscle muscles, the muscles, the muscular system <laughs> and feeling strong. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot to receive in that space. There really is. And I think a lot of, probably a lot of men are at the gym, you know, yeah. or they're outside maybe. And sometimes work is a place where I just feel like exertion is in some ways like a way that I just feel more alive and I'm mm-hmm. able to receive more of myself because I'm in more of a fullness Yeah. Um, through my expression. I mean, I guess of the doing, but I'm always, I'm being in my But there's my a doing. presence to that, right? Mm-hmm. Is what you're kind of describing as like a presence in the doing that allows you to be with it all, like to right. kind of, to lose yourself, but be with yourself. It's this really beautiful flowy space of like allowing it to be expressed while, like through you versus forcing it. Like there's a doing that we do in the world of hammer and nail have to, you know, I, I need to, I have to, you know, all of those things, but right. I feel like that's a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be. I mean, I, yeah, I think right? I get your point though. It seems like the distinction is sort of recognizing that whatever we do, we're always relating to ourselves in some way. And there's a way we're being with ourselves. Are yes. we receiving the, like all of ourselves in the actions and the yes. doing that we're yeah. doing? And there's a lot of unpacking to that, right? There's a lot of unpacking that you, to finally find your presence in there and and to be with the beer, you know, and, Mm. and to be with that and allow that expression. And, and we all have our, our blocks of, you know, well, how can I be while I'm doing the dishes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and you don't like the dishes and you know, things like that. We have a, a lot of unpacking to do when it comes to that. But I think the first step is giving yourself a space to allow yourself to be there, whatever that is, even if it's something small, if it brings you joy. And that's, I think the biggest thing is following the track or following the path of joy. Like, does this light me up? Does this bring me joy? Does this make me, does this fill my heart space? Does mm-hmm. this and that could be a lot of different things for a lot of people. Like if it's sitting down playing the guitar, if it's meditating and doing yoga or, you know, in, in the very beginning for me, um, it was a bit of allowing myself to find something that I could make, you know, like take this picture in my head and create it. And, and just that process of creation, it's not necessarily an object, but the process of creation, I can mm. lose myself in and get so much joy out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's just mine. It's not for anything. And that's the other mm. part of doing is that it has to be for something. Like, what if we can just be for the sake of being 
not being for the sake of doing and having something for it. So that I, I think it. is the key. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you feel about your state of being while you're working on say an art project? Mm. Like how do you get to be in that sort of creative process? Yeah. Is that a real question or just a yeah. general question for Well, <laughs> I think it is maybe a question for everyone, yeah. you know, um, because it's it's pointing to the same idea. But I'm wondering for you, because maybe that'll provide a little more immediate context of, so when I'm in my creative flow, I get to be this way. Yeah. So for you, what's your experience? Because to me, it feels like a joy thing. It's like a, you're connecting to joy. It is. Um, yeah. But I wonder if we might be able to find some words some more fun words to describe things that are generally not verbal. <laughs> right. Um, the creative process for me in, let's say the dream catchers, we'll just be really specific with the dream catchers of, um, I guess we can dive into that a little bit right now. And then Why since, not? I'm, since yeah. I'm already talking about it. So really what it is, is a, a conversation with somebody, a kind of, and it doesn't have to be real specific. It can just be in conversation about, like what's emerging for them in their life and like what they want to either create or what they want to um, fan the flame of a little mm. bit. If you can get that visual, like, Oh, this thing that's coming alive for me. And I really kind of want to stoke the flame. I want to like breathe some oxygen into that and allow that to really ignite in my life. Um, so sometimes there, well, not sometimes, but the way I do it is I will kind of pick a word for somebody um, I'll use a specific one right now is the word is, was resurrection that came through for her. And as I'm creating this dream catcher and as I, and it's just being present with that and being present with the energy that it wants to be created with and like being a steward of it, it's really like the stewardship of this creative, um, message and, and like, hmm. in and it's a really cool process for me because everyone has taught me something different. Like it's a message for me too. And as it's coming through and being translated through me into this thing, into this dream catcher, which is just an object, but it comes with so much energy and so much intent and so much, so much, but then it becomes its own life. If that makes any sense. So it, it kind does. of becomes its own entity and its own creation. And it takes a life of its own and then I'm just with this flow of, of the energy of that, like just allowing myself to be the steward of what it wants to be like, okay, I'll put this here and okay, I'll do that. And, and it's just, did that answer your question or is that? Sure. Okay. I mean, I think we're, yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. how you, I was like, okay, where are we going to go? And then right. you circled around to it beautifully. Yeah. And I think you're kind of pointing to this idea of the flow state. And just being in this flow with yourself and there isn't necessarily anything you need to be doing right but if you are in in like a you're acting through or you're you know you're moving materials around and putting them together and there's this um experience mm -hmm. i guess and it's more in the the way that you're opening up to what's what's there without necessarily forcing it that's yeah. kind of how i'm interpreting right yeah there's definitely um a presence to it and, and it's a very interesting connection to self in the process of like it's kind of like meditation i think you know where you're just removing the mind and being really present 
with what is emerging and what wants to come through you Mm -hmm. and just allowing that expression and, and allowing that to, yeah, for you to just be the steward of that. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we were talking a little bit about, you know, the being and doing thing. Well, we've been talking about that for a little while. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm starting to see this thread of like, in some ways, what I notice in what you teach or what you offer to people is this um, way of, in some ways, creating a meditation in in life. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like that? Because what we were kind of talking about is like, well, you can get the being in the doing of the dishes. Yes. But then like, so... But that's maybe a stretch at first. Yes. Because you're saying it's it's a great thing to start with just being, maybe you just sit down and you just you just close yeah. your eyes and you're just in the sheer being. And that really is kind of a meditative state. What's interesting in Zen or like, uh, you know, in really ways, the way I understand yoga now is that yoga is this path of unifying self with all, all that is in a way or experiencing like a sense of oneness and connection yes. to everything in whatever it is that you do, not just when you go on your mat and you, you stretch and you move and you breathe and, um, or you sit and you meditate, but all of it. And so, but I find myself all the time, like I'm at the computer, I'm doing things, uh, you know, as part of my workflow and I get caught in that doing that I need to yeah. get somewhere and that's where it's lost. So it's a tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's exactly what you're saying. There's a, and there's, um, I wanted to piggyback on that too a little bit with what I love about it and really what I, I think is like finding, like you said, the finding the meditation in the daily life and, and what it can look like for everybody, you know, everybody's different. So one of the things I had a lot of resistance to meditation, I will admit that I still do. <laughs> Naturally, as do I. <laughs> I'm a very, I'm a very <laughs> yeah. active person. So it's, sure. there's a lot of resistance that I had to meditation. To but what sitting I, meditation, maybe. Yes, yeah. to sitting meditation. And what I found was when I start moving and when I go out, like what I've been doing um, in the last couple of months is I'll, I'll go outside with my headphones on and just hit play on the, on this playlist that I have. And I allow just whatever that is. And then I just move with it and I move with it and I move with it. And then there's a space that happens when the song stops playing that I continue to move and it's just me. And there's, it's like, whoa, it, that, mm. that to me is meditation. Like that's where I find me. So it's really about finding where you find yourself. It's really about like, <laughs> I know it sounds really strange, and, but there's that space that speaks to you that is beckoning you, that's calling to you, that you're, you know, you're threaded to. Yeah, perhaps it's our our belonging. Yes. Because it's this longing that yeah. we have to yeah. be in a certain way. That's so cool. Yeah, and the meditation, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I feel like maybe that's the friction point with a lot of people when they, they want to sit on a cushion and they sit down and well, I want to learn meditation. I want to sit down and find out what this is all about. And I know I've experienced this at various points in my life where I actually sit mm-hmm. and there's something in the stillness, but I guess what I'm getting at is what's the, what's the purpose? What's the intention? Right. And if it's, if you're sitting to get somewhere, 
right? It's like, I'm going to be this certain way to get to a place that doesn't really make sense, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's totally counterproductive in in producing the desire. Like, like if you're going to sit down to to learn meditation, are you going to sit down and use meditation as a tool and use meditation to as a tool to release some of the baggage, what I call wet blankets. Hmm. You know, we, we have a lot of agreements and a lot of stories and a lot of freaking baggage that we hold or that we allow to dampen our, our fire. And as you move through things and you start unpacking that and you're choosing you, then naturally things are going to arise that you get to remove wet blankets and you get to start sloughing off <laughs> these little dampeners on your fire. You get and to spread your wildfire. Yes. You get to spread your wildfire. That's it. That's, That's it. cool. That's yeah. It. Really. I love that metaphor. And the wet blanket thing works really well because we're, we ultimately we're inspirited. We, we're, we have a, sp- a spiritual aspect mm-hmm. And to me, that's the fire yeah. element. It's yeah. this fire in us that's burning. And to come alive, to feel radiant with that flame is, yeah, it's a, it's allowing things to flow and happen and um, be lit up. Just yeah. kind of allow the light to be the light. Yeah, the passion. Maybe not use the word passion, but the, to be the light, to be, to be the internal um, the heat, the, the flame, the, the transmuter, the, the purifier, the, all of that we're capable. It's so funny because yesterday I was talking with a friend of mine and what this little visual I got was Gandalf the gray. And I'm like, Gandalf the gray, like, really, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) And, and then I remembered the story of them that somebody was speaking about the the journey of Gandalf the Grey from the Grey to Gandalf the White. Mm. And the, the message was that the, the pure, the, the light inside of him was so bright that no shadow could exist. And that's like, that's what we are. That's our essence. That's our, we are pure light where there's no shadow. There's no fear. You know, what is fear anyway? Like, Mm-hmm. And so it's like transmuting. And that's what I think the fire does. It really transmutes these, let's say, lower vibrational things to a higher vibration of what they, what they truly are or removing things to where you can see what's really, what it's hiding from you and what's behind it mm. and allowing that to kind of mm. become a higher vibration of these emotions and these shadows with quotation marks, <laughs> yeah. if you will. And so, yeah, that's, that's wildfire that to me. Wildfire is when I named wildfire, it came about in a way that I'd seen it written somewhere and it just struck a chord inside of me. I'm like, oh, wildfire. I love that. The wildfire coaching. The wildfire that's coaching. That's what you're referring to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I forgot we didn't, we didn't name that yet. <laughs> um, so when I saw it and it struck this chord and then I was listening to something and she started talking about how the, the acorns on the forest floor bed need a wildfire or need heat hmm. to open them. So the trees become trees when the heat is transmuted, transmutes it hmm. and opens 
of that seed. And like, wow, holy cow, if that doesn't speak to my journey, then I don't know what else does. And I know I can't be the only one. I know I can't be the only one. It just is ready to be transformed, is ready to shed all those wet blankets, is ready to let all of it be transmuted into a bigger truth of who they really be, that they're not their stories. They're not their wet blankets. There's so much more underneath all that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love the yeah. metaphor too. Yeah. I, it seems to me that the, the standout term is like, it's the, it's lumin, it's the luminosity, the, the lumen pointing to the luminous, which is the light. Yeah. It's the radiance in us. And there's a interesting um, concept of our bio illuminescence yeah. being a barometer for health. And I love that. I love that idea because, you know, if we're, if we're sick or we're depressed or there's something going on in our physical body, or there's maybe an emotional loop we, we feel trapped in or whatever it is, you know, what's, where's your flame? Mm -hmm. What's lighting you up? And I just think about that, that bioluminescence really is, your biology, your, your, you know, your biophysiology lighting up through your inspiration. Yeah. Then spirited aspect of yourself. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see. Um, yeah. Just your, your, your constant way of showing that to people. Mm. I think I, I am noticing that more as we spend more time together. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were kind of connecting your, um, your journey. Let's go back to that a little bit. What, okay. So in terms of that, this metaphor, how's that applying to your, mm. how's that applied to your experience? And oh. <laughs> so I feel like through future podcasts, there will be elements of like the deeper dive, um, but really, it was, it's been a journey of self-discovery of actually, I always had a sense of myself, but I didn't have a sense of my boundaries, if, if you will, like where I started, where I stopped. You know, I kind of took a different path to, to, to knowing who I am it was kind of an outside in, like I went to I looked to others first, and then I took that in to kind of gauge who I was or where I needed to be and wearing, you know, and I would say in a subtle way, my path started um, about 10 years ago when I decided to go to nursing school. I was ending a marriage of, we had been together for 14 years. We were high school sweethearts and we were married for 11. Hmm. And as that marriage was ending, it was like finally giving myself like, okay, what do I want? You know, that, that question just started to emerge as a, then becoming a single mom of four children. Mm -hmm. And, um, it wasn't a healthy relationship and it really wasn't a healthy divorce. So there was, there was a lot happening in the chaos of, of choosing to finally in something I'd known was not really where I wanted to be. And, and standing in my truth of like, no, it's time. It's, 
you know, and I think that that really shifted my, my energy into like, okay, well, what else is possible if I can do that? And if I could, I'm my own person, like what else is possible? So, and in, um, about three years ago, I had what I call the table moment. (laughs) It's really quite literally by myself sitting at my kitchen table and I'm asking myself, how in the hell did I get here? How did I do this? And, and recognizing totally like 100% responsible for this. And if I continue to make these choices and I continue to have these similar outcomes, then what am I choosing that has gotten me here? And that was kind of my path of like, Hmm. I like really, and it really literally the image that was shown to me, was like, if you, if you walk away, you're walking away because you don't want the pain, not because that's what's right for you. So how do you choose what's right for you? Mm. And I got this image of turning back to the bonfire. Like I was walking away from the fire. I was walking away from this luminous light in this darkness. And the image that was shown to me was like, you need to turn around and you need to jump in the fire. So it's quite literally like the fire and me. And yeah, it's, it's not just like a metaphor for me. I've like, I've lived it. I've really literally stood in the flames of my own choices and what it's going to take to like transmute all of that into more of me and it not being something that's destructive, but being something that's um, liberating. Yeah. Yeah. The standout thing for me is choice. It's that. Yeah. It's all choice. Yeah. And that full responsibility you, you've decided to take and realize, and that's, sort of a path of the, the sovereign self yeah you know yeah i love that word sovereignty yeah which I I know, every time i say it, it vibrates it has this yeah. vibration to it it's like oh sovereignty yeah right yeah. yeah 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 and it's an interesting word to feel into right now given the state of the world and you know government and yeah. a lot of the corruption that's just being unveiled to us mm-hmm ever so whatever you know through through the lines in between the lines and behind the the scenes i guess or you know intuitively um but it it seems to me without going into a whole political spiel here that that sovereignty is truly connected to the way we govern our feelings and, and choosing the feeling state choosing the responsibility for the feeling of our most inspired self is part of that sovereignty Mm -hmm. it's not just um yeah like to me it's not just the the governance of uh, we just have these rules and this is how it is it it, it has a sense of rules that allow freedom yes of expression and being yeah and without like you said going too far into it like i get excited not 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 the sad there's a sadness to like what's happening but on a larger scale, when you can pull back and see a bigger picture, it's super exciting for me because what I see happening is the de-patterning. I see like in order for change to happen, things have to become unstable. Like Like the fire or a forest going through a regrowth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how nurturing it actually is. How like 
in the old days, the pagans, you know, they would, that's what Halloween is, at least this is how I know it to be, <laughs> from my history lesson, um, they would burn the crops. And, and then the, the reason for burning the crops was because the nutrients that the fire, the aftermath of the fire gave the, the ground was fertile for the next season of like, so you gotta, sometimes you just gotta burn it down <laughs> to rebuild. And there's a lot of destabilization and there's, and it's scary. It's really mm-hmm. scary, but that's what we're like. If you take that and then shrink it down to your own personal life. And that's what I think a lot of people are feeling as a collective is the destabilization of like, okay, this can't be anymore. And they're seeking like that sovereignty is that, that thread, that, that tether. Um, and that the, so, like the sovereignty of self is what's keeping them tethered to like, oh, like this is, there's more, there's, there's beyond what we've thought there was and what we've agreed to having. Yeah. So it's almost like as outside of our individual lives, things are burning, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of nudging, nudging us in the direction of this personal sense of sovereignty that allows us to create it collectively. Yes. Because really, I mean, it has to start with individually. You, I mean, there's nothing There's that's no... outside of us that doesn't, that it has to first exist within you in order for it to be created outside of you. Yeah. I mean, there's no like white knight on white, on a white horse and shining armor no. coming to no, save no, no. us. We're... <laughs> no, actually we are. We, we are. Our we own. are that. <laughs> yeah. We are our own knight in if shining we armor. Choose to yeah. Be. yeah. If we choose to be. And it's totally a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's a moment to moment choice. And the table moment I say sometimes is like, that was the easiest choice I've ever made, but it was the hardest choice to continue to make. And it was like, you know, it's like, oh, yep. in that one moment, I go, oh, okay. Yeah, I see it now. But continuing to make that has been very like, yeah, you know, but then when you get to the other side and you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad I did that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, just get this picture of you know, the moss growing. Cause at first it's like, Oh, I'm going to have this beautiful garden and mm-hmm. I'm put the statue right here. It's going to be epic. Amazing. And then it's the first thought, the vision of something is okay. I'm here and I'm deciding to make this garden, but then like each day mm-hmm. goes on and there's always something to tend to. There's always that, that practice to show up to, yeah. which really doesn't have to be the meditation cushion. I, I think that's what, I really just love how you offered that in the beginning of how like maybe that choice for you is just, it's just the thing that lights you up. Can it be that simple? Yes, it it can can be. be. It can be. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine if everybody just operated from a place of this brings me joy? Like it's not a selfishness. Like if anything, let it be a selfishness and like, let that freaking be contagious. If, if it brings you joy, how much more joy are you spreading because of the joy that you be? Totally. Yeah. I think one of the biggest shifts that I feel like I've made in my um, journey of finding more of that is just deciding to play more. Like, can I really give myself yeah. like a right. couple hours of playing and doing whatever I want yeah. and doing my meditation, so to speak, quote unquote. And the more I do that, the more my work flows and the more that things come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we it's yeah, and it's also maybe you know saying no to certain other things like 
saying yes, saying no. I mean, it's this, it's sort of a boundary, keeping a boundary with, um, with that radiant practice. So I want to offer a, a perspective on this word that kind of plays into what we're talking about here is um, the word decide. And the word decide is to cut off, is to sever all other possibilities. And we, we often use the word choice as a substitute for the word decide. Like we, we often see and perceive the energy of the word choice as like we're making a decision. I choose this and I'm deciding this way. And I, I found this a few months ago and it just like blew my mind when I first heard it. I could feel my heart open. And what it was, was like, what if, what if choosing, like, what if we remove decide out of our category or vocabulary? And what if we use the word choose as the opportunity to look at some, an, a beginning and not an ending? I choose this is the energy of a beginning of something and not an ending of something. And, and just allowing what's, what's done is done. Like in making every choice a creation of something more. Like I choose I this that. and it's a creation beyond what I've been, you know, and just perceiving the energy of what's beyond what's beyond, like what else is possible? Yeah. I think there's a lot of thinking that we, that I see. And I mean, I've seen in myself and people mm -hmm. around me where it's like, is it this or that? And it's the, yeah. it's the, this or that the right or wrong, right or wrong, black, black and white, white. Good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, and, if there isn't any of that shit. Right. We just like take that all out <laughs> yeah. and it's yes. And yes. And yeah. yes. And yeah. yeah. Cause it, and it's a really, I like, I mean, the semantics, the, the language you, we use does matter. It carries a vibration. Um, it's kind of how we create our world. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that choice, I mean, there's even things I've thought about. Can I, choose this and then i also get this too if i choose this then i can't have that that's right. the old way right and there's a way of compromising that i think is is really limiting because yeah. do we really have to compromise you know and i think part of our radiance part of like the the genius that we each have that is accessible in us is just choosing that thing and allowing, I mean, and it, this is this kind of Leo Aquarius access mm -hmm. to bring a little astrology in mm -hmm. is that idea of to really create the collective, you know, radiance Aquarius. We have to do the opposite collective thing, which is the personal, yes, the personal radiance. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't think I have anything more than that for now, but yeah, it just, it takes both and, it does. So the, the the idea of selfishness, yeah, I guess this is what I want to say about the um the idea of narcissism and selfishness coming out in these really weird ways. It's like it's almost to me like narcissism is expressing itself in weird ways because no one's actually being narcissistic or self selfish. Right. They're not it's like they're so we're so afraid to be the narcissist or the self the one that's selfish that we don't choose what we want. Right. And then we end up being narcissistic in subconscious yes. ways. Yes. In subconscious ways. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. I love that. Um nope, I lost it. It went. So maybe another time. <laughs> well the word I guess that's sticking now, I'm sure you'll something will come back, but subconscious because I, I wanted to ask you about that mm. in the beginning about how 
there's something around that subconscious piece of how you were mentioning, like when you, when the choice was you're at the table and you're at, you're at, um, the choice is to jump into your flame, so to speak, right. or not. And you realize prior to that, that you're making decisions that you wanted to claim responsibility for. Yeah. And it seemed to me that those decisions were being made, but they weren't conscious. They were at the subconscious right. level. So I feel like it'd be worthwhile talking a little bit about that. Um, I, Not I think, necessarily in your personal context, but just, you know, I mean, we can, it'd be a nice place to, right. to leverage the point. But I think just this idea of we make a choice no matter what, if you don't intentionally consciously yes. decide, that yes. doesn't mean you're making, you're not making a right. choice or that doesn't, it still even means no that choice you is are, choice, right? Like even if you're deciding or if you're saying, I'm not going to choose right now, that's still a choice. Exactly. And there's a lot of like, I think that that's kind of in the realm of like the wet blankets of what what previous stories were running in the background that we're really not aware of. And that's like the unpacking. That's it. Like be becoming aware of, and it, it, even in the words that we use, you know, sometimes it's not so much the words, but it's the vibration. It's why it's the story. It's what we are vibrationally accord. You know, what, what is that vibration that we're sending with the words that we use? And it's the same thing with the Mm. unconscious, like the unconscious is informing our actions and the awareness is the light. Like I want to shine light on you so that I can understand why we're doing what we're doing. And, and then what, you know, and the, then what is, is the piece of like, how do we, how do we take it? How do we honor it? How do we see it? How do we let it sit at our dinner table? And in love on it, right? Be like, oh, I see what you did. Thank you. <laughs> and then, and like, and bring it up and, and move it through what it needs to move through. And sometimes it's just, you're picking through pieces by piece by piece. And, but the best way to do it is to focus on the joy, not like picking out, you know, you know, we don't need to focus on the shit in our life, but we focus on the joy. And then when the shit comes up, that is keeping us from more joy, that's when we get to look at it. And that's when, Mm -hmm. you know, versus like, sometimes I feel like the the focus has been do the work, do the shadow work, do the work, do the work, you know, dig deep, go to all the the hard places, do the hard things. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Like if you're tuned into what brings you joy and what brings you happiness, then the things that are keeping you from that, and the things that are not allowing you to express that and be fully with it, then that's when it's time to look at it. That's when it's time to be with it and love on it and allow it to come with you. Like, come on, I know you wanted to play too. That's why you're over here throwing a temper tantrum, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, if you will. So yeah, there's, uh, our unconscious informs so much of what we do. And the, the key is to bring awareness to what, why we do what we do, not what we do. We can do a lot of things, but it's why we do it. And that's one of the cool things that have been shown to me over the last few years is like, I could still want the same things and desire the same things and do the same things. But all of a sudden the drive and the, the, the why behind it has shifted. And there's a totally different vibration now. Like I can, trying to think of a really good example in my life and my brain's 
you know, going on overdrive. So I can't think of one right now, (laughs) but it's like, there's just this space of like, I keep recognizing, Oh, like I can still want this. I can still desire this and do this thing, but I'm not doing it for that reason. This unconscious, you know, more of, um, I guess negative, if you will, like a lower vibrational reason. And then I can up level that vibration. And then there's a totally different energy behind what I'm doing mm-hmm. because my, my why has shifted to a pure why. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It seems to me like you're, it's like the intention you're putting yes. behind it is really just matters, you know, cause it's, you're going to get out of the situation you're in. Yeah. But the reason you were, you were getting out of it was lim- still limiting you. So yeah. you looked at the other option of still getting out of it, yeah. but with a different reason. Yeah. And that why. And yeah. holy. And not from lack. That's the other big thing. That's the other big key. If you choose anything from a place of lack, like I want out of this relationship, I want to choose, you know, I want to do this thing, but I'm choosing it because I lack and lack can be. A tricky little and bastard I, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah. Hide in some places. But yeah, if you're choosing from lack, that's not a place of empowerment. That's not a place of where you're choosing you. You're choosing what you don't have. And you're just going to continue to have more of that. You're going to continue to have less of what you want in life. Right. Less and, of what you desire. And it could be with the expectation if I do this thing, I won't have the lack. Yes. Yes. So you're coming from the if you're coming from the place of lack, then if you do the thing then you yeah. get out of it. Or right. then if I have this or I do this, then I won't have right. the lack, but you're already, you're already full. So, so yeah. What do you, that you put yourself or put anything else like choosing to get out of a relationship? Money's a good one. Money's a good one that we can all kind of relate to. Um, well, I wonder, like, I wonder, if I just won the lottery, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, if I just won the lottery, then all the, my problems would be solved or, you sure. know, that's a good one. That's a perfect example. And, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very high. I think in the 90s or at least the 80s of lottery winners lose their money because it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you're choosing. The choice is not about. It's like where how can you choose more of you? And if money's more important than you, then you're choosing something outside of yourself. That's more, you're, you're making that significant. You're making that more important. You're making, if you put anything in front of you or behind you, then, you know, it's like, it sounds really self-centered, but like, there's nobody more important than me. And there's nobody less important than me. Like you are you and I am me. And like, if we could just find that space as a collective, (laughs) holy cow. Yeah. Like what would we really be capable of as a species, much less as a, you know, just one person trying to be that, but as a species, even uh, how we'd like up level this planet, all kinds of crazy quick. Yeah. <laughs> Homo luminous. Yeah. You we'll go. see. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe we're all living more into our light. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I think it's inevitable. It's I believe essence. that it is yeah. that we're moving into that, that place. We cannot um, not. Yeah, because that's the truth. The shadows, all the lies that keeps us from there. And we can't, there's, there's no way, there's no way that the lie could prevail. Yeah. It's just might take more time. <laughs> I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> it's, well, cause it's like, cause to go back to my comment about the fullness, it's like, we already are full, but then 
the mind says, oh, when I'm not, I'm in this lack. And so the scarcity is really, it's at the level of the mind. Yes. And I think about this like picture of our wholeness and I think mind, body, heart, spirit. And at some level, there's there's maybe something going on that's taking you out of a, a picture of wholeness. And to me, that that pattern, mm-hmm. really, the pattern is at the mind. All the patterns are at the, the thought and mental mind level. And so we can be full, but then the mind says, "No, we're not. I'm yeah. scarce, or I have yeah. this. You know, I'm I'm not full." Um, and so perception. It's like, man, perception, the way we perceive things, it's uh, driving a lot of this. And Mm -hmm. it it seems that a lot of the prevalent fear that's going on right now, um, I think is maybe, yeah, it's just like we're full of of focus and attention on on certain things. And I think this is probably the biggest problem with the mainstream media channels is that the focus of attention is creating there's no other way of perceiving something other than right. what you place attention onto. Right. So, dog, or the dog that you feed, right? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of concept of like where wherever they focus our attention, then that's where our attention's focused. Right. So it's like we get we get pinholed, if you will, by the media and all that's going on when really they have an agenda, you know, and our agenda is to live healthier, happier fuller lives and what we see through the media well that's the problem that's the problem that's why i don't have access to all of me is because of all these things that are controlling me all these things that are going on Mm. and we we rally to i don't i I guess i i will say it like this but i don't Mm. like the wrongness of things but like we rally to the wrong call if you will like they're making a calling based on their agenda and we're rallying to it where really what is being asked is like a rally to the internal sovereignty, the internal voice that's really calling us to see what's going on in the wrongness or, or the, 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 the contraction is really, it's not even a wrongness. It's like, it just feels small and contracted and restricted. It's a different frequency. Yeah, it's totally it, different yeah, frequency. It's not necessarily wrong. It's a, yes. it's a frequency that feels like shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then we're trying to battle our way out because we know this isn't where we want to be, yeah. but we're just like stirring up the pot. Like I had an awareness about uh, Facebook where I'm like, you know, there's things I just don't want to engage in. And then there's like, oh, well, I'm not engaging because I'm afraid of being swept away into my emotions if I engage. But then if I'm not, if my reason for not engaging is because I don't want to interact with the fear, but then I'm not interacting with the fear by being afraid. So it's like, so it's really about like standing in your power and really knowing how that there's nothing more powerful than you. And there's in, in your wholeness and like nothing can hurt me. Nothing can take me from myself, you know? And that's really, I think that kind of like where a lot of people are is like, they feel they're going to get swept away into something or they're going to have less of them. You know? Yeah. And I, th- I think there's another angle to it that I'm, I'm seeing around with the fear that you're pointing to and being swept up in it. Mm-hmm. And if we're afraid to just feel fear, yes. then we're, we're also going to 
be doing things, saying things to other people that are, well, isn't it this and isn't it that and this is how it is and making statements or claims that are quote unquote truth, but then what are they grounded in? Because it's, it's almost like if I just say this and people believe that or it, yeah. it, it, it's, it just goes back to the feeling. Yeah. Anytime. I mean, I think there's this, you know, we're in this world where what information is true anymore. Yeah. And to me, it, it's pretty simple. It's like, you just feel into it and it, you're not always going to find the truth that way, Right. but you can gather a lot. You can, you know, is it just coded in fear? And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's a reason for that. And there's a reason. So someone may be saying something about what's happening in the world or in their situation. And it, it just, it's kind of like, huh, was that, is that true? You know, because, well, especially generalizations and things that, you know, statements and claims that span more collectively. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say what is true for, a larger group of people or a larger sense of, you know, a greater macrocosm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here and we are down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we're down the But I wanted to add to that just a little bit because what there's a, some of the lessons and, and access and when we, and we kind of loop back around to what we started with, with receiving yeah. is, you know, if you're not willing to be all of it, then it's, you know, if like, say for fear, for example, just to be really specific, if I'm not willing to, to be fear, and if I'm not willing to receive fear, and I'm not really willing to be with it and look at it, then it's going to be used again. If I'm not willing to be it and use it, then it's going to be used against me. It's a great point. So, and, and that's the cycle we're all in. And like, there's these things that we totally. disown and these, these aspects that we, we will recognize because we've deemed them to be bad to be, you know, whatever, whatever that is. And there's some, there's some good, you know, there's some words out there that are super triggering for people that, you know, like that really have like one that came up the other day was like cheating. Like if I'm not willing to be a cheater, then I'm willing to be cheated on. I'm like, Oh, Hmm. like we're okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And sometimes it takes a little bit to process these, but wherever you're not willing to receive the energy of something, then it's being used against you. Yeah, it seems that like what you're pointing at is that whatever you don't want to look at and you're not yeah. willing to receive, which initially, like my mind is always like, well, receive great, like gifts and lovely yeah. things and amazing yeah. and beauty and whatever else yeah. is expansive <laughs> and enlightening and all that. But it's it's also receiving the fear, receiving the sadness, receiving the pieces of us that are that maybe a lot of us label as bad, but when you feel it and you receive that fear, you can actually own it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's such a good point. I mean, it's cause it's one of the biggest points I think that needs to be talked about. Cause I think that, yeah, a lot of people are getting swept up with being owned by the fear and being owned by whatever it is because fear is bad because they don't want (laughs) to feel it. And so whatever, I mean, the triggers are really like where the meat is because if you're triggered, and you're feeling something then like lean in like that's like it's landing in you for a reason and if it doesn't flow through your system then you you're probably not feeling it it's probably it's hitting you and then you're like nope i'm not gonna feel that i'm not doing that and i'm right and then start things start to get rigid and yep and you start locking things up and making things solid and you're not in flow you're not the flow 
you're not the energy of consciousness. You are, you know. And I think it was you that said you're not, you can't create the flower. Maybe it wasn't you, no, it someone wasn't else. Me. Oh man, I, I can't remember who said that, but the the flow leads to the flow, the flower. Oh, I know who that was. It was, uh, yeah, it was Mara's okay. star mama. Oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll get her on here. Word. Yeah. She's yeah. good with words. Yeah, she is. But yeah, that's, it's, it's all of that. Like how open are you to being everything to receiving all of you is to be everything. And if you're not, I mean, if you start to disown pieces of who you are, then you're cutting off, you're cutting off pieces of you, you know, and there's just, so there's back to like what transformational coaching is for me is really creating wholeness. Like how, how do I empower people to be whole in their life and to utilize, you know, whether or not you feel this way, but like we're all infinite beings. We all freaking chose to be here for whatever reason. And at the time we thought it was fun. And at the time <laughs> we thought, Hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to go do that. So there's a sense of like honoring this, like we're like deep knowing that we like, there's, there's chose a want to, we chose this, we chose, chose this embodiment, situation. this, this situation where we're humans on and not, not viewing human being human as a limitation, but viewing being human and being here as a way through and beyond and as a way like how do we harness that and we harness that by becoming whole we harness that by not being divided within ourselves and it's a nice definition of of wholeness yeah and that yeah. and that to me is what embodiment is the embodiment is like embodiment and beyond you know like mm. there's more there's more <laughs> than just being in body you know, not like I need to anchor myself and ground myself to the earth and be in this body. In this physical body. In this alone. physical body alone. Yeah. Like how do I bring them together and allow it to expand into creation oh. through my heart portal and just, ugh, you know, and be that energy. <laughs> and that's what coaching for me is, is like everybody's journey is different. Yeah. And, and it, everybody's creation. And, and, and that's the beauty of it is everybody's expression is so unique. Yeah. You know, and just so them. And their path and their pit their, their past. Path. Their path, their history. Yeah. All of, it. All of our, our we just walk such different lives. Yeah. And, and there's that. It and was. it's not easy to do it like to find your way through that alone is like yeah. I'm not gonna say impossible, but it's it's a hell of a lot easier to have somebody to help you with your blind spots. And that's the easiest like there's nobody out there that isn't really attuned to seeing other people's shit. But then, right. <laughs> you know, but then we're like, oh, you mean that's been here the whole time? I didn't know, sure. <laughs> you know? So it's just really that space of like, sometimes you just need, you need, and you need somebody to hold space for you and really be able, be able to be a mirror for you and reflect to you, like not only where you're at, but what's possible beyond where you're at. Like holding that space is really difficult because a lot of people want to journey with you into the shit. They want to like, Oh, let me, let me hold your hand down here. But like, what if I can actually hold your hand and hold this greater possibility for you while you start to attune and figure out like what that really looks like for you and empowering you on that journey. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah you take a really um, empowering perspective on it and 
yeah, I, I, what comes up for me is like, sometimes we have just a choice to choose the thing that it's just not the crap anymore. Yeah. Like, do we have to go trauma hunting and trigger, do all that? What about just choosing what it is that we want to create, allowing the, a lot of it to fall away? Yeah. And then when things come around, when the pain, when the whatever shows up, the sadness, the fear shows up, then then we can work with it yeah. and be present with yeah. it. Yeah. Follow your joy. Follow yeah. what lights you up. Because that that's the light. That's what's going to bust through. That's what's going to, you know, I see like this, like, fractal lamp you know or like a vase that has light shining from the inside the pottery you know like all these things that are keeping you this perception of of being less than what you want to be like your your light is showing you where you want to go your light is you don't need to know your purpose and then you act you know it's not that has nothing to do with it like Mm. it could be as simple as going for a walk every morning and just having that presence with something that brings you joy is going to give your body and your spirit permission to start bringing you more joy. Oh, you want this. Okay. Let's give you more of that. Let's give you more of that. I mean, the earth and the spirit that we be has zero opinion on, you know, on the bad stuff. Like there's, it's so neutral. It's just, there waiting for us to show what we want and what we really truly desire. So if you're telling the spirit, I desire shit, then it's just gonna keep giving you more shit. Like, just flip it around. Like, I desire more of this. I desire more 20 minute walks in the morning. (laughs) I desire my caramel whatever latte from, you know, whatever that (laughs) is that really like brings you and your body joy. Yeah, it's kind of almost like training yourself like as the dog. Like yeah. The, yeah. You know, like, like seriously. Okay. All right. Yeah, give me going on here. We're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like every moment is is some. I mean, it's a sponge. The sponge yeah. thing. You yeah. know, we're sponges, and what we choose to soak up and absorb and receive tends to be. We'll get more of that. Yeah. So. And really, how hard is it? Because that's truly what we're asking for: is more joy, more happiness. I want. I desire more of this in my life and I can't get it. So it must be because of this trauma, it must be because, and then we go into the story of our limitations and we start solidifying what our effing limitations are instead of just choosing what we want more of and just keep choosing that and keep choosing that and keep choosing that. It's really not as hard as we make it, but we want it to be hard because we have to, you know, we have to make all kinds of things hard. That's another <laughs> topic for hard <laughs> in, a, in a funny way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. for next time. It's yeah. been so fun talking with you yes. today. You. I can't wait to have more conversations. Yeah, this is way There's easier a lot. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think so too. This is cool. Yeah. This is fun. This brings me joy. This is good. Me I too. Like conversations. Yeah. That's part of why I'm here and wanting to talk to you and, others and bring a lot of these conversations is a part of my job. I really love engaging in, you know, these kinds of conversations and bringing, bringing a lot of the, the feeling into words, mm-hmm. you know, expressing the, uh, the things that seem like they're not so ex- expressible, but yeah, we need each other to do that, you know, to find our way through that. It's, it's uh, feels good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Thank you, Keenan. You're welcome, Holly. Till next time, then. Till next time. All right.